And welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 161. And I'm going to be joined by Brandon in just a couple minutes. But first, let me tell you where you can find us all over the intranet. You can go over to Twitter, where we are at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we will follow you back. I think that is common courtesy, as I always say. And if you want to talk to us at any point, you can just message us on the Twitter and we will talk to you, mainly me. Uh, we also have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where right now, without the new comics, we are doing a lot of retro comic reviews and retrospectives on writers and series, things like that. You can go and check that out. And also, if you'd like to support us, encourage us for what we are doing here on our podcast or also want to get more shows. That's why I would sign up because you'll get a ton of shows each and every month, each and every day. Go to patreon.com slash weird science, where if you sign up now, you will not be charged right away. You will be charged at the beginning of the following month. But if you end up not liking what you hear or don't want to be charged, you end up just quitting before the first of the next month and you'll never be charged. You can use those days. And right now you have about eight or so days that you can check things out and end up, you know, deciding if it's for you. And in those eight days, you you pretty much get the thousand plus shows that we've already done, not just the ones coming out in those eight days as well. I want to stress that, that we actually have, and I'm at the page right now, we actually have a thousand and seventy-two audio releases that we have done. We try to do a lot there. We do more and more, and we do some weird things sometimes. Yesterday, I ended up doing a show on volume one of My Hero Academia. So it was something completely out of the blue, not really because Luke Hollywood, my man Luke Hollywood, uh, suggested that to me, and he does a Hero Notes podcast that is really, really good. You should look that up. But also I've done some things like uh, doing a podcast on the book Marvels, the Kurt Busiak, Alex Ross book. But also we have each week, me and Brandon end up doing a two-issue spotlight where we do it Wednesday nights and we talk about two books that are picked by the upper level, the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew, beep boop. And we ended up last week doing the death of Gwen Stacy, the two issues that that was in. And I ended up doing that myself and I had a really good time talking about that. That was about an hour or so long. So we try not to, you know, skimp out on those. Now, what's coming up? As I record, it is actually already Wednesday because it's 1 a.m., but on Wednesday night, we, me and Brandon will be talking about two books, and the books that we picked were books that were variants of what was supposed to come out. Say, Amazing Spider-Man number 44 was going to be coming out this week if we were getting the comics, so... Instead, I put on the poll Amazing Spider-Man 44 from 1967, the issue where crawls the lizard. That's actually winning the poll right now. So we'll probably be talking about that. And the other one where we were going to get X Factor number one this week. So I put X Factor number one from 1986, an issue called Third Genesis. 
And that's the second place. So we'll probably be talking about Amazing Spider-Man 44 and X-Factor number one in kind of a variant of what was going to come out. Like to kind of do that sort of thing. But other things on the list were Star Wars number five, Werewolf by Night number one, Fantastic Four 21, Conan the Barbarian 15, Jungle Action number six, a Black Panther issue, pretty much a Killmonger Panther's Rage arc starts there, which is really good. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. So if you want to check it out, you want to see what I'm talking about of what we do have. And we also have DC stuff and we have non-comic stuff as well for everybody to check out. So I think that there's something for everyone, but you have to kind of check it out to know. And I think that once you do, you might like what you hear. But if you don't, like I said, you could just sign up, not like it you quit you never get charged so it's something that uh i'd love if you would do that it does encourage me it gets me inspired to do some things whether that thrills you or not but it does uh get me inspired but uh all of this going on i want to say one thing before we go on as well if you listen to the podcast on itunes if you get it from itunes there was a snafu this past week and i don't know and and i will say that i was a little asleep at the wheel because the last three episodes before that they didn't go up on the the on iTunes. We ended up having our big episodes. I mean, the big episode of last last Tuesday did not go up, and it really upset me when I saw that. So I apologize if you do get things straight off. Like I said, if you get it straight off of iTunes. You would have thought that somehow we ended up ditching episode 158 and 159, especially. And 158 was where we did talk about Spider-Man, Captain America, and Wolverine, where we'll continue this week. And then one episode 159, when I did the spotlight of Daredevil 227. So if for some reason you're listening to this and didn't even check or whatever and didn't see things before, they're up there now. I ended up getting a hold of iTunes. And saying what's going on These things didn't hit It's like six days And every, if you have a podcast And everybody's had these problems And it's a pain in the butt Because you end up with these messages That you send an email to, to Apple iTunes And you say hey my podcast didn't go up And then they'll say well you have to give it 24 hours I'm like 24 hours I gave it six days there jerk off And so you have to write back You don't say jerk off You don't want to piss them off But you end up you know, getting back and then they get and, and then nothing. But what happened is I ended up sending the email. Hey, uh, you know, I'm nice about it. And I said, for some reason, our podcasts aren't catching. And it was episode 158, 159 and then 160. When I'm realizing this, I said, they're not catching. I don't understand. I don't know. what. Can you tell me what's going wrong? All the rest are up there. Everything's fine with everything up to 158. What what's what gives? And I went to bed and it was late. So I go to bed. I wake up again. I wake up pretty early to see because it's bugging me and it, it's killing me uh, because you, you put this effort to do these things and then for them not to come out like that. It, it kills me. Now it was up on everything else. Everywhere else I went to check. It's up, but not on iTunes. So I wake up the next morning. There's no email, no return email yet. And I'm like, what's going on? What, why aren't they? And then I'm like, well, you know, there are problems in this world besides just podcast ending. So let me try to relax. Let me go over to iTunes. Okay, well, the episodes are up now. And I'm like, well, okay, well, why didn't they answer me? Then they later on that day, I get this email. Yeah, we checked into it. There's no problem on our end. I'm like, you jerks. There was a problem on your end. You fixed it. And then they're trying to pretend that, yeah, stop it. Just tell me what went wrong. 
and maybe it's on my end and I can fix it. But if it's on your end, it, just because you tell me that, you know, don't mention it with your, I'm still mad at you. But that's that. I just wanted to tell, just in case you were wondering why out of nowhere, three episodes hit yesterday. But yeah, that's why, because of this trouble. But that's not here nor there, because Brandon is going to be joining me, like I said, right now. And we're going to go and talk about, again, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Captain America, issues from the past. And while we don't have new comics, we're going to continue doing this. I hope that people do enjoy it. Uh, or later on in this week, possibly in the next bunch of days in a row, I will have the next episode of me talking Days of Future Past. Then I will continue talking Daredevil, the Born Again arc, and then I will do more catch-up. And I will tell you, the X-Men catch-up does seem like people are enjoying it. So that that actually makes me happy. I ended up saying when I did the last one that I just did X Factor. I was not doing Fallen Angels because I read it and I really didn't like it. Besotted Geek ended up getting on my getting on my tail about it. And I was going to say getting on my nerves about it, but he would never get on my nerves. But he ended up saying, man, you didn't do Fallen Angels. So when I come back this week with the deal, I will talk Fallen Angels as well. I will give it another shot for him because he deserves that. He he deserves everything that he asked for, is what I say, because he's an awesome guy. So I'm going to do that when we come back later this week. Again, we'll have a bunch of episodes, three more episodes this week where they'll drop. Just look for them. I, I hope that people like having episodes just pop up. They just pop up out of nowhere and, and a bunch of them uh, because we're coming up and I'll mention it at the end of the podcast here. We're coming up to our two year anniversary of starting the podcast. And by then we will be close to, say, 170 episodes. That's pretty good for two years. So we try to put the work in. I hope that everybody enjoys it. So we're going to go off right now for me and Brandon to start talking Spider-Man. All right, and here we are to start the books. I'm here with a Brandon up yep. in Buffalo. He yes. is right now self-quarantining, right? Yes, four days off, self-quarantine. So, yeah, I literally have nothing to do and nowhere to go. I've I've had a month and a half <laughs> off and uh, still waiting for my unemployment. That's oh, all. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all caught in the red tape of all of this, and it's, it's starting to hurt. But uh, I ended up going out to get some groceries today with my son's Zach. And I mentioned on the DC podcast, Logan is on the production line where he is making masks out of shirts. Even though we only have six people in the house, he's made like 15. He thinks that this is going to make him money down the line somehow. But as we went out, he I'll, I'll give him this. Very good masks. He ended up going on YouTube, a video of how to make them. He's cutting shirts mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and the best thing is my shirts. I'm like, where, where's my shirt? There yeah. it is. It's now yeah. masked. But we go in. So he's taking this time. And I go. And I do have a problem where with the mask on my face, I, I start to get a little claustrophobic. I, I do start to tend to feel like I can't breathe. This is something that would happen all the time uh, with anything tight that I wear. And that's what really hurt me. Hockey skates have to be tight. You, you know, you, you yeah. don't have oh, wiggle yeah. you, room there. I used to have my, I, I stopped playing when I was probably 10 or 11 and got really into basketball, but I used to like request my dad tie the heck out of those things. And he would rip the laces off after a while, yeah. you know? And you have to do it that way. You can't have, I mean, yeah. you can't oh, skate. You with, twist your ankle so, and a skate. It's and night the over. The thing is though, that would 
stress me out at points. It's one of those, like, I can't wear turtlenecks, um, you know, and I, I love the turtleneck look, right? That in a beret right away. I'm fancy, uh, but I can't wear them because of that. And that's why I don't wear socks, possibly why I don't wear underwear, maybe why I just <laughs> go around nude. But no, I'm out shopping and I, I'm there with this mask. I'm telling you, I'm starting to think that I'm getting dizzy. I'm having breathing issues. Also, I have not sneezed. In months, I put this mask on, go out. I'm sneezing everywhere. People are looking at me. And I'm sure that this is something that people would have realized by now. But because PA, Pennsylvania, has just made it that if you do go out, you have to. It's the law now. You go to a place. So I go to Wawa where I go and get, you know, of Wawa's. I go and get my coffee. So the, the one thing is you can't just make your coffee now. They have to make it for you, which then ends up people in line next to each. I don't yeah. understand yeah, the process. So I get the coffee and I, they have to even make it. Like I'm telling you like, hey, uh, two creams and a shot. But I get it black now. So I get my coffee black and I want to drink it, right? I, how am I going to drink it? I have a mask on. I can't even drink my damn coffee while I'm in the store. I, I, I said, this is, this is nonsense. Why am I even going out? But we go. So I'm all out of sorts. And I, you know me. I'm bitching and moaning about all this stuff. We end up going to Aldi and then BJ's. We, we go into Aldi. The first person I see is this guy who uh, pretty much bumps into me and my son, Zach. There's no distancing for this guy. And I look at his mask and I said to Zach, do you see the mask that guy have? This guy's mask, because you have to have them now. And it's, yep. it is hard if you go out to, you can't get masks. You can't get bandanas. I, I mean, if Axl Rose was heading in the concert in Pennsylvania now, he'd be in big trouble. He wouldn't have his bandanas. This guy's mask was a <laughs> it was an Irish Spring soap box that he, he took the soap out, flattened the box, and put two t- t- freaking like a, a paper clip on each side and a rubber band. Like that's not a mask. I, I don't know no. what you're doing here. I was so yeah. mad. Though I thought oh, yeah. there's some eh, there's some makeshift ones nah, floating around. Nah, out at least there. He, he can smell the life boy though, or the Irish Spring it is what he had. He had some spring in his step. But yeah, he ran right into us. Like, and then Zach is all Zach's. Like, I should go and warn him that the coronavirus has been known to live on cardboard for up to a week. I'm like, I, I don't he think don't this care. guy cares. <laughs> I'm like, he don't no, care. He don't. Don't, don't even talk to him. I, it, it was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. Irish spring man he was uh yes so yeah i was just angry plus uh when i get to aldi have, do you have an aldi in buffalo do you yeah. ever go to aldi yeah, we got those well the the thing that i have the problem with i get there and we have a bunch of change in, in our car i have places in the car where i have hidden quarters because you need a quarter to get a cart so I we get there. I don't even think about it. I go. I look at my spots where I hide it. I hide it in like where the cigarette lighters would be. That we have two of those. So, and then we also have like a USB thing that opens up. And I put, put the quarters fit in there. I close it. Boom. It's like Fort Knox until Fort Knox is robbed. And the quarters are all missing. I don't have a quarter. I'm freaking out because I don't carry cash. I use a card, but I need a quarter to get a stupid cart. Then I don't realize that they're not doing that right now because they're cleaning the carts as you go. So I was mad for no reason. But I ended up calling Tanya and yelling at her, which then caused all day of fights. So there you go. That's my day. 
I'm glad everybody's caught up now. And now we can get into Spider-Man. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man number 32, uh, where you have on the cover one of the worst deals with Aunt May in black and white. There, It's so weird. The cover that I have here, it's from the original deal. Such a weird deal where Peter is just going nuts. Spider-Man's going yeah. nuts. And there's Aunt May rampage. in a coma. And I'll tell you, of this you know, this whole arc here and the things that we're dealing with. The next cover, the cover for uh, 33 is one of the bigger known covers. It's one of the well-known covers where Peter is underneath the machinery and the water's dripping down. I'm telling you, this cover for 32 is not very good. I just want to throw that out there. I just, I don't know why it's sticking with me, but this is like I said, Amazing Spider-Man number 32. It's called Man on a Rampage. It is script and editing by Stan Lee, plot and illustration by Steve Ditko, and letters and a kibitzing by Artie Simak. And, you know, that's Stan Lee. He loves those games when yep. he's involved. He Everybody sure has some games. Uh, right away, what I said last issue was that I thought that they were giving you a generic villain. I had not read ahead. I hadn't read this arc before, uh, before it was picked here. And I thought that what they were doing with Master Planner as the villain was the idea that it was more important to get Peter to Empire State University where he went he wasn't going to make friends because Flash Thompson got there first, got a little, you know, got a little triggered when Peter didn't talk to him. So pretty much immediately got Gwen Stacy and Harry completely against Peter. And then everybody on campus thought that Peter was the big swelled headed, you know, free ride scientist guy which seemed odd anyway. It was almost like he was a quarterback. We were talking about that last time. And I thought that what you had was this master planner. They didn't want to take the focus off of that. Well, now we're not really dealing at all with school. I mean, school has been completely left behind in this issue. And right away, we find out the master planner is Doc Ock. And yep. it made me laugh because you went through that whole subterfuge of the first issue. Oh, all his you goons know. and everything. Yeah, all the goons, all the idea that, okay, this is somebody that's real concerned that their life was ruined by radioactivity. Oh, my God, there's the radioactive. And I, I never once thought Doc Ock, though you said that you thought you remembered that it was Doc yeah. Ock when you got done that issue. But uh, to me... The undersea lair, nothing was pointing to Doc Ock. And in fact, Doc Ock, last issue, even seemed to want to keep his identity secret to his goons. He was, now this is so we didn't see it as well, but right away, Doc Ock's right out on Front Street. He's like, hey, look at me, I'm Doc Ock, it's me, I'm the master planner. Hey, nobody would know, but hey, I'm going to talk to my goons and we're going to do this and I'm going to end up pretty soon. The pieces are falling into place, which they fall into place even more so as we go on. But it made me laugh that right away it's revealed Doc Ock. So you're on board. And and even you told me it, it got you... A little more excited. Yeah, I did. Well, because yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't super on board with it. I thought it was a little slow and kind of did a lot of setup, yeah. which ends up being necessary for this issue a bit. Although it feels like some of the things they set up are kind of glanced over this. Like they do bring up Aunt May, but Peter's whole school yeah. thing is really uh, glossed yeah, over you don't now in favor yeah. of a uh, work situation they want to kind of address. Yep. Yeah, you have the work situation, the idea that he doesn't have any money. 
And I love that there's parts here where he is desperately trying to get money. And we saw last issue where he needed money. So he just went out and couldn't, you know, find anything. Nothing was going on. And so with all that, he ends up taking photos here of protests and, and things that he and it's funny how it's played out because he does give him the Jay Jonah and says, hey, I need some money. Yeah, here's the photos that you need. Jay Jonah just throws him in his face. What is this protest? And Peter acts as if. He didn't realize he took those. Oh, man, I'm really off my game. I'm like, you took the photos, buddy. But even before that, you, you get right away like, all right, everybody, we, we played around with the idea of the master planner. We, we hit his identity. But now we're, we're going to focus on him. So, boom, ock, right away. It's boom, one page in, doc, ock. Okay, here we go. And then you end up having Peter go off to the Daily Bugle. And you have that weird situation. And the situations uh, sometimes when you aren't reading the full arc, where we jump in at issue 31. And I even said it was funny because Ned Leeds has asked Betty to marry him. It's the whole deal. So you, you almost in your mind assume that the, the Betty Peter thing is completely over then yeah. if Ned's doing that, but it obviously is not. No. And it is something where and Peter's Peter, even throwing the L word around. Like, no, I do oh, love yeah. Betty, but I can't, you know, and let Betty her in on my life. And my secret. Him. Yeah. It, it's weird. And, and the thing is though, you're getting that whole deal where you see a little later where Peter's like, all right. And it is one of those funny things. It is one of those situations. Like me and you are friends, right? Me and you, I, I live sure. in Buffalo. Me yeah. and you are friends. It's a stretch, but That's you can go in it. And I'm there. <laughs> and uh, I realized that I'm not the right person for you to be friends with. And and my friendship to you is is so good that you come over to my house and I give you that. And it goes with trainers mostly in comics and movies. But it's the one you're like, hey, Jim, what's going on? What? You're here? I told you to get out of here. I never want to see your stinking face again. And as you walk away, I'm crying. I love you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. As it goes. But I know it's that's all this is. is Peter's like, okay. She's well. It, it the idea. Ned has asked her to marry. Oh yeah, He's she hates. Too. She hates Spider Man. That's why I said. Now I realize why a hundred issues later we're still dealing with it because yep. she's just kind of you know uh, on the flakiness of it. But he will not stop. But she hates Spider Man, and, and Peter has realized that this is not going to work. The idea that she hates Spider-Man, he is going to be Spider-Man. It's not. So what he ends up doing, and it's so funny, poor Ned Leeds is just the nicest dude ever. He comes in and Peter is in the middle of trying to do the, listen here, woman. I I kind of had some laughs with you, but if you thought that meant like he's desperately trying to make Betty hate him. So yeah. it'll be over. And oh, then he's so over the top mean to Ned, and it's like so shoving selfish. him around. It's so selfish of him in the idea of I love Betty, but I don't I know that it's not gonna work. And so I need her to hate me so I can get over it. He can't just say, All right, well, I can get over. So yeah, Ned comes in. <laughs> What's it to you, pal? He shoves him. And all I could think of is when he shoves him, he shoves him into the wall that is so hard that it almost knocks the bookshelf in the next room that is <laughs> yeah. Jameson, J. Jonah Jameson's office, books flying everywhere. And I'm thinking, You better watch it. You are Spider Man. I know that you're not in the costume now, but you are a strong fella. And poor Ned Leeds is going to die. And, and Ned still does not end up getting that angry. 
he still is like, whoa, 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 you know, what's going on? You're you're acting so different here. And I wonder why you're oh, it's so crazy. Where and Peter's just doing this, and I, I swear to God, I thought by the end of the issue, you were gonna have Betty show up and go, Man, I always wanted a guy who takes control. I love you, Peter. I'm like, it's gonna it's gonna backfire. Yeah. Uh it doesn't, but that's well, where she, you end she up. She still, even by the end of him acting like a total jerk, like isn't buying it at all. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, she actually sees right through it. She even stops him. Hey, and he keeps going with it. I love that vest he has on too. That yep. cool vest. Super and, cool. and I think he I think he shoves Ned because Ned has a suit and tie. Looks and he like looks he jumped spiffy. shocker and stole like part of the yeah, suit. Yeah, it does. Either that or it's like it get get some fur and he's craven all of a sudden. I mean, really, he's he's looking crazy there. Uh but yeah, you even have it where this is where he goes and shows, you know, the pictures to Jay Jonah. Hey, I brought you some photos. Jay Jonah looks at him, he's like, You call these photos some shots of some strikers picketing? a department store you're slipping parker and he throws them and then peter's like i know it with aunt may in the hospital i haven't been able to do anything right i'm like you took the pictures i mean this isn't like your camera just went off you were the one who decided this might be news i guess it isn't but he's like yeah and then he gets mad and i thought he was gonna start shoving jay jonah around (laughs) that that old skin flint like he always does but he's like i I got him exclusives in the past but you know now uh the deal is he needs to get some pretty good photos though he ends up hawking all of his science equipment later i swear the guy the guy from the pawn shop thinks he's definitely on heroin or or coke or something yeah uh but yeah betty tries to stop him as he's going out listen i don't know what this routine's about but i know that's not you you want to think that it's your privilege baby he's so over the top mean uh but he can't look her in the eye too which makes me laugh the way the art is and she's like why why won't you tell me what's wrong we can work it out and he's like, forget it. Nothing's bothering me. I'm happy. And then he just leaves trying to break her heart. Keeps saying, I hope she hates me now. I hope she hates me now. And you go off and then you see that he goes to see Aunt May. Aunt May is slipping more and more into a coma. They can't figure out what's wrong with her, yet they can figure out what's wrong with her. And that's the crazy thing. She has a radioactive isotope in her blood. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a scientician. But it seems very generic and kind of funny what they say. But what other, I guess that test that they needed to do again was just to see if she had radioactive well, blood. Well, everyone's running around in these old comics giving each other blood transfusions. Oh, yeah, and it they, they show that. It happened and, to and That's May. what I'm saying. This is the funny thing because immediately I think of Jim Waters, yeah. the She-Hulk, who ended up getting the transfusion, emergency transfusion, after getting shot by gangsters, uh, where Bruce Banner luckily knew that the people across the street from Jen's house had a full out hospital bed in there with a whole transfusion lab. And when, but she became the Hulk. I only thought that'd be great if we did have the Aunt May spider woman right here that she ends up, you know, waking up and she's crawling on the the roof, but no, it's killing her. She's the only one, the only one around here that, that can get it, but she is dying. And that's where Peter, says I, I, everybody i love it's my fault i let uncle ben die now something directly from me is causing aunt may to die and then just ends up pretty much destroying 
Aunt May's, you know, living room when she has no money to pay for that afterwards. So I was a little upset with that. Aunt May's going to come home. She ain't got no money. But he realizes, okay, there's blood, radioactive. I think if I can get a hold of uh, old Doc Connors, uh, Kurt Connors, he'll be able to help. And he does end up going and in a way to make it make sense because the last time we saw him, he was in Florida turning into a lizard. So he calls down to Florida, ends up he's not living there, but now he's living in New York. He gets a address. So that makes it easy. Spider-Man goes in. It makes me laugh because recently we are doing, I think it was Spider-Man like 63, somewhere around there, where he ended up going to Kurt Connors in that well, one Rhino as well. Issue? Yeah, the rhino issue. Yeah. And he went to go talk. Spider-Man had to go to Kirk Connors at that point and say, hey, I got this little bit of the rhino's you know, skin. Can you figure out something we can do with? And in that issue, when it's going on, old Doc Connors says, man, you're pretty good around the lab. I mean, is this your day job or what? He says the same thing here. Is this the, does he forget these things? Because it's almost the exact same thing. He's like, man, you're pretty good around the lab. Like, uh, are you a lab guy? He's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little, I dabble. Uh, but they go and, and Spidey ends up leaving Doc Connors because the way that they think that they can solve this is through a combination of, of Kurt's serum type thing that he has combined with this ISO 36, a serum that's been created on the West Coast that you end up, they order it. Spider-Man says, order it, no expense, anything. Just get it here. I'll pay for it. We know he doesn't have money, so we no. have to see how we'll do yeah, he that. He starts selling everything. Oh, yeah. Blood yeah, he, semen. He, I'm telling you, I was waiting for him <laughs> to go. He he is there uh, giving, giving all sorts of fluids, I'm sure, just like uh, anybody in college knows when, when things get desperate for books and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, he ends up going, okay, order that. Kurt does order it. Spidey goes off, like we said, to try to figure out how to pay for it, how to get And he does. He ends up hawking his microscope all these signs and it made, made me laugh where he's going to the pawn shop i'm like is this stuff the pawn shop would really really like and i i thought that they weren't going to give him enough money but he does he seems to have enough and he goes back and and the the guy at the pawn shop's like man never thought that guy be in the heavy debt but you can never tell i'm like yeah he thinks he's a drug addict but he goes back and starts helping kurt again who's preparing because the time is of the essence so once this iso 36 ends up showing up they want to be able to boom let's get it out there uh but you see the fancy man who's carrying the ISO 36 off the plane because this was a special delivery. And I really thought that <laughs> Doc Connors had screwed Peter and he wasn't going to be able to afford this yeah. because, boy, this is so hands-on delivery. obviously before airport security was a thing and yes. you're allowed to just carry oh, yeah. radioactive just, isotopes. He is getting out flights. of the plane, just walking off on the tarmac with radioactive isotopes. He's like, hey, isotopes. They go, well, in the meantime, they do get, he gets attacked. They steal the isotope and go off. The word gets to uh, Kurt that day and he yells, egads, they've stolen it. The thing that made me laugh is it's already a thing where it's, oh, man, everybody saw that it was the master planners men. I'm like, who knows these guys <laughs> just walking around? Uh, but, yeah, this is it. And this is what sets off pretty much the entire rest of the issue 
where Peter is now going to get completely violent. He is going to, because he has to find, you know, the deal at first he does go through a channel, which is pretty cool where he does go off to ask Foswell, Frederick Foswell, the reporter that we've known, he goes to the daily bugle where uh, Betty looks at him in disgust. Like she recoils from him and then looks like he has hepatitis. Uh, But he goes to Foswell, grabs Foswell, just zoinks, picks him up as he's swimming through the streets puts him down and then i I actually like this part a lot because when he talks to foswell if you didn't know that foswell was a former mob boss yeah yeah, he was a mob guy uh but that was the thing that throughout this time it is something that jay jonah while he hates spider-man while he is the worst to superpower that he is a guy who always thinks people should get a second chance that is something that jay jonah that's like the best thing about him just doesn't pertain to Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, but he's given Foswell the job and Foswell's done good with it. He hasn't gone. But this really puts into perspective where we see Foswell at different times going to these underworld places undisguised because that's what he was. But it, it puts it out there. And Spider-Man says, I, I don't, you're not an enemy anymore. You actually are on the up and up. I can tell, but you, you better listen to me and do stuff. Find out anything you can about the master planner. I need to know where he is. The only thing Spider-Man can think is every time I go to the docks, I run into these guys. So he must be somewhere around there, not thinking that he's underwater. Uh, But Spider-Man then just pretty much goes to every bar that bad guys hang out at and beats the crap out of everybody. Just He's on a rampage right crap. now. He is. My favorite is when he pulls the stairs, the metal stairs, it looks like. Yeah, right these guys off the are hinges. running up the stairs. He pulls them off and they're yelling, oh man, he's got the stairs. He's doing so many. <laughs> then he picks up a car because at that point he's desperate. He's at a, a, a hot car ring. He says he's at a chop shop. He just picks up a car and throws it. He's really, and in fact, if anything, Thing. This reminds me of times when Batman flips out over at DC, when Batman really, really flips out and then goes in and starts, you know, yelling and screaming and trying to get things done like that. But also, even recently, uh, people, if you're listening to the podcast as they come out in Daredevil Born Again, when you ended up having uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, when Kingpin found out his identity and started messing with Matt Murdock. And he was trying to figure it out. He was going into bars and doing this and yelling, who knows about Murdock and just ripping in. It's very. And the thing is, when you see Batman or Daredevil do it, okay. When you see Spider-Man do it, that's when you realize, oh man, he's he's desperate. He is desperate and he is mad because the one thing that he thinks might be able to save Aunt May has been stolen and it just it's infuriating him to find out well when he's doing this you know you have that chop shop you have everybody running then you have them just all over but then he realizes where he's at this one spot spidey sense goes he ends up looking there's a there's a trap door and and he just goes down and that's where he sees It, it very much reminded me of the Hydra base right below Avengers Mansion when we had it in the cap issue last week too because he just goes down and they're just I don't know what they're doing they're all just sitting around looks like they're you know coming up with some football plays or something talking about they're all just in a a big 
group doing yep. nothing and he just attacks him and again he's just going to go through and that's the thing is this issue it is a lot of fights it is a lot of things but i like it i actually like these fights and i like him getting towards the end deal where he does see a guy come out a trap door a little secret deal and he dives in before it actually looks like it materializes again if you look at it it's very odd yeah, how it, it goes. And he ends up in a room where he does see that it has been Doc Ock. Doc Ock's the, the master planner. He's the one who stole this isotope. And he does want to use these radioactive things. It's never really spelled out completely what he really will do no. with all yeah, this it's stuff. it's not his master plan. Is. No. It, yeah. He says at one point he wants to use it to bestow powers upon people he knows and give yeah. himself more power. That's really about all we get. Yeah, that's what it's – and the funny thing about the master planner, and I'm thinking that it's certainly the thing. It's Doc Ock, we know. But I think he goes master planner because whatever might happen, he says that was his plan. I think that's all the power of the master planner because at the point Spidey jumps through the secret door, the the guy, one of his goons calls, hey, Spider-Man's on his way. He went in the secret tunnel. He's searching for the serum. And Doc Ock goes, good. Hey, I couldn't have planned it better if I tried. What do you mean you couldn't have planned it better? <laughs> this was nothing of the nope. plan. How is you your plan involving no Spider-Man? To find your base. No. How is the plan? Have Spider-Man, have Spidey sense, trap door, go down, see secret deal, come, and then try to stop you. Maybe he's bored down there. He's stuck. He's quarantined down there under the sea, you know, and he, he's getting sick of just being alone. I don't know, because really any sort of plan by Doc Ock involving radioactive material and the, should never involve Spider-Man showing up. No. It doesn't even have a point where he's like, all right, I'm going to grab your blood. And they, it's just he seems to just want to fight him. And that's what happens. You have Spider-Man go in and you even have Doc Ock through this whole fight realize, man, Spider-Man is real angry. Like he, do- he doesn't fight this hard sometimes while that's going on. Spider-Man in the, the other side is thinking to himself, all right, I just have to have him keep fighting me with his arms. His arms are nonsense. And he ties him up at one point. He gets out, but he just he wants to keep him occupied as he goes. Well, Spider-Man, not being the master planner, comes up with the great idea. What I'll do is I'll rip a column off of the main structure here in this in this whole deal. Now, at the point, I don't really think that he would get that he's underwater, though it looks like there are windows that would show you're underwater. Yeah. But his, his whole Even plan... Even the first see- page in the issue really kind of, with the exception of the fish, <laughs> it doesn't really look underwater. And I'm saying P- Peter went through a trap door then in the thing, but what his plan is, is basically I'm going to pull this thing out the structure is going to come down and, hey, Doc Ock, you're going to have to show me where the serum is and lead me out of here. I'm like, I don't know that that's a great plan. And then put onto that that you're underwater. So if things do collapse, there's a little more than just debris. You are going to get the ocean in on you, uh, which does end up happening. The, the place starts collapsing. Doc Ock gets out. Spidey even says, I don't know, Doc Ock went somewhere, but I'm not sure. But, hey, oh, no, here comes a, a huge 
bit of just, he says, bigger than a locomotive is going to crush him. This big, huge chunk of machinery metal. He squirms a little to get caught in a crevice of it so it doesn't crush him, but he's trapped. He can't get out. And you get enough times of him trying to get out to realize that this isn't something that he should be able to just lift next issue. It, It really does put that whole deal there. And then the water starts dripping and then it's dripping more. So we know the, you know, the, the ocean's coming in on him as Aunt May is slipping more and more into a coma as Kirk Connors is sitting there thinking, oh, man, you know, I hope that Spider-Man gets back because that ISO 36, it kind of runs out of its, you know, oomph after a while. Yeah. And you just have Spider-Man saying, I failed. And then they say, wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever uh, befalls you, this we say to you, you must not miss our next issue. And now till the glorious moment when you hold in your eager hands, we wish you one and all happy web slinging and then kind of taunting like you. It's not one of those. This is actually and I said it actually recently on the DC podcast. When you have a cliffhanger where your main hero is going to die it gets silly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But this is only the 32nd issue. Yeah. That's still a little bit well, on. This is kind but- of one of those like, the cover to next issue is one of those Spider-Man moments that kind of, you now, know, is and this is why I like this because it's not the idea of like recently we had Batman being shot 10 times and then you're like, Oh my God, he's dead from being shot. Well, you know, that's not going to happen, but even if Spider-Man gets out, which we assume he will, it's going to be the idea he has to get out in time for it. May there's a lot of other variables that make yeah. this a bigger cliffhanger still than like some basically of the treating usual. Everybody in his friend circle like a jerk too at this yeah, point in time. Yeah, and he he may get out and he may not be able to get the isotope. It's right there. It's he says it's within reach, but it might as well be a planet, you know, a universe away. Uh, but it might have lost its potency. You may end up have so there are other variables, variables, but also the idea this is pretty early in the run. So the idea that things could happen, uh, you know, are a little more than say now, if we ended up reading, you know, Nick Spencer's new Spider-Man comes out and, oh my God, I think Spider-Man's going to die. Well, now we know he's going to die, but, uh, so I really do like it. And then, yeah, the next issue is a really, really big issue, uh, for Spider-Man, uh, especially at this point in the run, it's one of the bigger ones that had come out. So I'm looking forward to that. And I like this. I actually liked it. I liked how it played out. I liked the way that and I'm with you though. I wish that we would have gotten a little more of the school just so we realized that's still important, but we didn't get any of that. But seeing Peter gradually get more and more angry, he's desperate, he's trying to get money, he can, he has to pawn some stuff that he really loves, all that stuff, it's all come crashing down. And then really because Aunt May is going to die and it's something that he blames himself for. So he's trying desperately to get it. So I'm I'm at like a nine. For this I, I like it that much and I think the art's really good uh what about you yeah I like this one a lot too I, I'm probably giving it an eight five uh some of the art in the early spider-man I love it. I know some people really love it but oh, I don't, it's just not super detailed like we're, we're reading you don't the like captain the, the Steve Ditko, I you, you suffers now, from some of that too but uh it's face. a much later issue so that I don't know. I like the art. Just People so are going to be angry at better you nowadays. I do. This is like the classic. I I, to I, me, I Doc like Ock. He looks. Yeah, I like Doc Ock's in it, but his his just suit and stuff is so plain Jane, like just all green sweatpants. Yeah. It looks like with uh, oh my white gloves. People and- are going to be so <laughs> angry at you. I'm yeah, not nothing to do with it. We'll I back away. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> uh, it is funny because we'll we'll go to Wolverine next, uh, and I do like the Wolverine art, but I did think 
that when we did it, because then we'll be doing the cap, the Jim Steranko cap afterwards. And it's Frank Miller doing the Wolverine art. I do actually, it's so weird. I think I might like this art the second best of what we're doing, but I do love the Jim Steranko cap. But then when you get to the Frank Miller, it looks like it's kind of aping the thing. It's all crazy, but we will go right now to actually before we do that we'll go off to some mail and then we'll be back to talk those two books that i just mentioned do you have the time to drive me and brandon line yeah with science my book comics at gmail.com we will read them all at the wrong turn says mail call whether they're positive or when they are not you can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's something to say. Yo, it's mail call. It is mail call, and if you want to get involved in all the mail, all you have to do is mail us at weird science marvel comics at gmail.com just like quentin choir here did with a very quick little hello hello jim and possibly brandon i wanted to tell you jim that i am also liking the x-force book and that it is by far my favorite book that has been released or used to be being released but that's all hope all are safe thank you quentin that is a very quick mail and yeah just with that I'll tell you my favorite book that is or was being released is Strange Academy. So I can't wait for that number two to come back. And I have no idea. DC has released this deal where they're going to end up having Midtown Comics be one of their distributors now. They're going to start to kind of trickle out some books, the first week being the end of this month where they're going to have a bunch of reprints and some lower things. But then as you go into may they're going to release more and more and then you end up having the whole diamond saying that they're going to come back in the middle of may so that should probably be where you would have marvel got there there's everything's up in the air it all has to do you know quarantine is are things going to open up and even then you do have dc like they're not going to release their big you know book batman 92 where if you are a DC fan as well, Punchline and Harley are going to have a fight. They're going to have a big thing. Well, the end up DC is pushing that till June. They want to make sure that everything is where everybody can get their hands on it. Uh, So when we do get books, you ended up having Marvel already announce things like they're only going to come back with a third of their set. So who knows what's going to come back? I would think that the X books would be down with that, but, I'm worried that some of the, you know, littler books, stuff like even, well, you have Empire, but Miss Marvel doesn't say, I don't know what's going to come back. What it, And I hope that, you know, all the books that we know and love come back. I hope that everything gets back to normal uh, while we, you know, are sitting here waiting, though. We'll, we'll deal with some older issues. We'll have fun with that. I have that catch up of the X-Men show. So I hope that people are enjoying listening to me lose my mind trying to wrap my head around the X-Books. But I'm doing, you know, my best. I was, I'm not, I can't say that I'm doing good, but I'm doing my best to try to you know, give you an honest deal. That's the other thing. I, I came back with that and I thought, okay, 
you know, I'm going to do these books and, and people are going to hate me because I'm not going to love everything. And I, I, I don't want to fake the funk and say that I do just to kind of do that. But also, I don't want to say I hate it if I like it, because some of these I do like and, and X-Force I did like. I did like I like the regular X-Men book and I really do like Marauders as well. And I hope that by the end of, you know, this recap getting into things, because I do think that the recap is going to carry over. I don't think I'm going to fully catch up by the time the books come back, but I'm going to continue this. So you'll get that one X-Men show each week. And hopefully I learn a little more, you know, love a little more. Get some sexy time at some point I don't know, maybe that'll happen But we'll see, but that's the mail (laughs) Thank you, Quentin And yeah, if anybody wants to An email, email about anything Anything you want, we could talk about Your favorite cereal, you can give me A recipe for chicken pot pie But I will tell you, it will not Beat my recipe for chicken pot pie That's just, that's just plain out Truth, but that's just that and also, I am in, I'm in Dutch Wonderland country here. So how dare you think that you could possibly have a pot pie that's better than me? But we're going to go off now and back to me and Brandon. We're going to be talking about Wolverine and Cap. All right, and we're back. And we have those two books that we talked about right before the mail. And we're going to start with Wolverine, Volume 1, Number 2. That was your pick for the podcast. And it is a book that is written by Chris Claremont and pencils by Frank Miller, inks by Joseph Rubenstein, colors by Glennis Ween, and letters by Tom Orzachowski. And I'm going to hand it over to you since it's your pick. Let me know what it's about, Brandon. Yeah, well, we ended, we ended last issue with basically Wolverine getting taken out by uh what's his name shogun senjin i, I can't keep yep. these, these names straight here but uh they dumped him in an alley and he was kind of left uh, uh almost about to be jumped by a couple guys when someone saved his butt there at the end and then we we kind of are introduced to who that person is here right at the start and it ends up being yukio so um you know last issue i said this this series this four issue miniseries really really kind of follows the story of that wolverine movie so if you're at all familiar with that yep. a lot of those characters and stuff start popping in here and getting introduced now in, in this uh in this in this chapter of the story so yukio and him are you know she brings them to and they're being attacked by the hand right off the bat um so so wolverine kind of comes to his senses and you know he forces them out this window takes everyone with them and he, he's getting I don't know how none of these arrows are going through him at this point in time, but he at one point <laughs> he is getting attacked by at least seventy arrows. Yeah, if you count uh, them, there there's about more, fifty to seventy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like when you if you ever uh you know read history and there's certain times where you'll have battles where they'll say that the arrows blocked out the sun. Yeah. There's famous battles like that, but you know, ancient battles and I, I think this was one of them then as <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you. At this one point he's jumping out the window with Yukio. There are seven trillion arrows. I, I think they went a little overboard yeah. with the arrows. Yeah, so the hand is trying to take them down with these arrows. We're not so much worried about Wolverine as Yukio at this point because she's, you know, she doesn't have the healing factor as we're getting a rundown of pretty much all Wolverine's powers. It's it's basically like a reintroduction to what he is. And then, you know, he's got that Amentium skeleton. He's got the claws. He's got these enhanced senses. And, you know, they run through that in the narration as him and y- Yukio just essentially handle um handle the hand you know uh she gets cut at one point he gets he gets cut but um you know they get out of there they end up going back to a to a hideout uh after he takes you know everybody out this is just an extended fight scene 
and she she wants to check his scars and stuff and, and realizes he doesn't have any. Um, you know, he, he doesn't come out and fully say he's a mutant, but I think she kind of gets the gist here. Um, she she kind of starts making some moves on Wolverine here, but him being too obsessed with Miracle at this point, he doesn't he doesn't uh, accept the passes and he kind of goes off it's to a room on his too. own. It's funny, too. Because when it happens, she pretty much, and you can see what's happening. I mean, you can see, and also through this, you get a couple times, even during the fight with the hand, that I do think the way to turn on Wolverine is to get cut or punched and not cry. Yeah. He ends up oh, loving be, that. Be a, he, a he, lady that really can handle him. yourself in the battlefield He, as he well. really likes that. Yeah. And so when she ends up like rolling on top of him, I actually thought because he says, and he's like, oh, a woman after my own heart. And she's like, among other things, because she says, I'm skilled in the art of war but that's nothing in my skills in the art of love and then she rolls on top of him and then here is the dialogue the chemistry is perfect but i can't won't respond but my brain transforms the image in the maricos because he sees yukio's face and i'm like is he making sweet love to her, but just, na- but it's okay for him because yeah, he's thinking he's of Mariko, uh, Mariko yeah. and it's not the case. He ends up walking no. away. Then I'm like, huh, I, I actually thought things were turning very sexy there. And I, you know, I was waiting and, for and you whatever. Kinda, you get the double sides of Yukio here because here we find out she's kind of infatuated with Wolverine. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, the, the Wayne, uh, Wayne's world scene. She, that's what I imagine oh, she's yeah. doing. You will be mine. Oh yeah. She you will, will be mine. Be mine. <laughs> yeah. That's what she's doing. And <laughs> exactly. saying that Mariko is not worthy. Yeah. yeah. But then she's not a warrior. Essentially Wolverine is a brutal yeah. warrior and, and you know, she's and I think it's set essentially up well an assassin and she wants, you know, yeah. they're a match, but it, it's set up well that, you know, he has mentioned in his mind, Hey, you know, she got cut and she didn't cry. I like that. No, yeah. she can take oh, a he's punch. Definitely oh, I like infatuated. That. He's just so in love with Miracle at this point. And he, he is. And that's one of the things that makes it seem like, okay, he likes Miracle mainly because she isn't that it's, it, that is separate. Like that's his love because she isn't this, yeah. but the thing is, you end up getting Yukio, who is playing seven sides of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, she is trying yeah, to in the have very sex next with scene, Wolverine. We even get yeah. some more from her, where where she's gotten away from Wolverine. Wolverine's off sleeping the the night away from his his wounds and still healing, yeah. and she goes to uh, Sojin's lair here, and she basically yeah. forces her way in through the uh, you know the the so woman abuser too. and everything. And, yeah, and just yeah, through the him. daughter, through Americo and the son-in-law. And the weird thing is, is she goes to Shinjin's, you know, office with legitimate things that they're working on, mm-hmm. but yet she It's almost like she's not welcome. I'm not sure. Yeah, she has like, to fight through. This it's like the weirdest thing. She has to do this every time they take a meeting and, with her. Or? And the weird thing about it is she's mad because Shinjin has set her up. The whole thing with the hand was supposed to happen yeah, with yeah. Wolverine. She was in agreement. This is where we find out she's but in cahoots with Shinjin. She is in cahoots, but she's mad at Shinjin because she says that he, hey, the hand, they, they weren't backing off. Like They were really trying to kill me. That's bullcrap. And Shinjin says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wolverine would know if it wasn't for real. Right, if it wasn't legit. But the thing is, she's mad at this. She's yelling at Shinjin. But in the meantime, this is all the plan to get Wolverine <laughs> and Yu-Gi-Oh to go off to the next deal. And I'm like, I don't know where the, the pissed off stops and the plan begins again. I know. Because it just seems like, is this one of those things where they have this like idea in their head? Listen, I, I love to see you beat the crap out of people. So from now on, you're never allowed to see me 
but you can come see me. So when she shows up, she has to dress up like Carmen Sandiego, beat the crap out of five guys to come in for the meeting that she's supposed to have anyway. Yeah. It was so odd. But go on, because then they go. She does get the plan. I'll just end my little thing up. She does end up, you know, finding out that we have to go and get the plan with Kat Siori. Who is you know going and uh, you yeah, know th- this, this other cross kind of loses me a little bit because Senjen wants it's like a triple cross. Yeah, he, I, he wants to basically take over this area of Japan they're in. Okay, so yeah, his plan then is to put his daughter in danger with this scumbag she's married to to get this other current leader he's, in a yeah. precarious position and and he's supposed to lower his guard because why would shinjin ever put mariko's daughter in danger so you can lower your guard but the problem is he is wanting to kill them they end up yeah. with with everybody Yukio wants there to with kill over- each other because they all kind of are aware they they want they want the power they don't want to share it yeah. with anybody that's all it is yeah. and, 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 and this guy wants to go thing. legit he's basically a mob boss um, and, and he kind of wants to move into politics now, you know, that, that's the yeah. road he's traveling. So, uh, it all gets he spoiled by pretty much. <laughs> and also he set up a killer play because at the end they yeah, are just going to slaughter. Ronin, is that what the play yeah, was? Yeah, the 47 Ronin yep. play. And, uh, you know, Wolverine likes it. He's like, oh, it's one of my favorite stories. You have the whole deal, but you end up having these guys that are playing the Ronin. They, they really are weapons yep. experts and, and they're going to kill Mariko and her husband, it seems, but then that stopped. And the, the funny thing about this all is everybody is involved in a plan here, except Wolverine. No, yeah. Wolverine just, just wants, wants to girl. get his lady love. Yep. And in the meantime, he's being duped. And you know he is, even though we know because we see behind the scenes, but he isn't that. He's not dumb, a planner. Right? He's a reactionary guy, which and gets him in the, a bit of trouble. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Basically, what you need to do, if you want to have a plan and somehow you're going to underhandedly attack another boss from one of the Yakuza or whatever, all you have to do to Wolverine is just make up a story that slightly seems that you have been wronged at any mm-hmm. point in time. Wolverine's with you. He will do whatever, yep. though he'll say he's taking your quest for revenge. <laughs> I'm telling you, he yeah. just he oh, ends he, up doing he things here. Names and he makes sure to oh, tell yeah. you everybody in this oh, book. Yeah. He's not killing anybody, but but there's claws it, going through their kidneys. It starts off though, where all these guys, the poor guys, these guards, they're just having a smoke. He ends up throwing them in the the ocean, and he says, and it's funny to me too because you don't see what he does. And they do say something about shocking them. But I thought the shock was just like, boo, and then throws them in the water. And he goes, it's not a problem. It'll take a while for them to recover. I'm like, they they just went in the water. (laughs) You you don't have electro claws there, Wolverine. And and that's the the thing. Yeah, you might have the hot claws now. But but (laughs) here's the thing is. If in my mind, and this actually stuck with me in a weird way, like these things sort of do, if they're just thrown in the water, to me, they just swim out and alert the rest of the people, right? Yeah. But it almost seems like what he's saying is they're going to have to, like, he knocked them out he threw first. Them so, but then- I, I got the idea he threw them so far down a mountain. By the time they get back to the top, they're, they're going to be long I, gone. I, they end up in the water, though. Right. Yeah. Well, that might be the mountain thing that you're going. But the thing is, I think they're dead 
and he is just pretending because I think he knocked them out and threw them. And then well, like, he doesn't, oh, he man, doesn't you- want to get Yukio excited here. She knows well, if yeah. he starts killing, well, she, she's going to rip his clothes off. Yukio starts saying like, you should have killed him. And he's like, oh, no, no, there's no reason for Never that. Mind. They didn't she did see the same and- thing six panels earlier. Didn't kill the hand guy that uh, Sojin sent to Tacker. He has thrown them what appears to be down Mount Everest. Yeah. Into oh, what? Yeah. They're dead. Uh-huh. He's just trying to pretend. And and really, that's the thing is funny to me when you're doing this. No reason to have Wolverine not kill. I mean, really, no, is yeah. there anybody well, who's going to get upset that, at that? That's the half the reason you like Wolverine. He's not afraid to yeah. do the dirty work. I'm the hey, best the there best is at what I is. do. <laughs> <laughs> he says and what he does isn't good. That's the whole deal. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd love to where you do get a little more of like, what makes Wolverine cool? It's not just popping the claws. It's not it, like he's sneaking around yeah. and he says oh, everybody he, else would have been caught. He's taking on I, four I like guys that. at once and he's like, you know, is that, that's not even going to be enough. I'm going to take these guys oh, yeah. out because they, oh, yeah. they got to be careful always- where they swing. I can just kill them all. And Wolverine's the classic where I love the guys who end up, wait a minute, it's 10 against me? Looks like the odds are in my favor yeah. and then starts going. But the whole deal was they were doing this 47 Ronin play. And it ended up being at the end. And I love the idea, too, that you end up really being able to enjoy the play. And Wolverine says, this is the best performance of this he's ever seen. These are the best. Private, yeah. you know, It's a private four-person awesome. performance he, best he he's said, seen. He said, they are the best. So in my mind, you know, the bad guy, Akatsuyori, he has ended up, he's going to kill you at the end, but man, he wants you to go out with a smile. Yeah. You're going to go out seeing the best performance of 47 Ronin you've ever seen in your whole damn life. And then they'll kill you because these guys are weapon experts. And that's not? where yeah. Wolverine realizes at the end. That he realizes this guy's not just an actor. He's also a pro. He's going to slice and dice, and then they fight. Yeah, you he go goes on. lunging. Uh, you know, and then Wolverine, he takes that guy out. He's like, I got hit. He got hit, but he got hit worse. So he goes down right by Mariko. He takes the stage. Then he starts fighting the five guys in the green tunics. And then uh, one of them ends up getting him kind of right across the shoulder blade. He's like, that would have cut me in half if I didn't have the, the metal bones. And that sends him into his his patented berserker mode where he ends up again. He says, I don't know. He's in berserker mode here. So I don't know if I believe him or if he even knows what's going on, because at one point his claws are in the middle of someone's back and that guy's lungs are filling up with blood. Uh, But uh, yeah, he takes them all down and Mariko is left watching him just in shock as he just another coming down from his high of being the beast, you know. Yeah, just another bit of her realizing that this guy she loved is just an animal. Yeah. And then there's and Yukio started just off thrilled last. in the background. Oh, she the thinks it's concludes. the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and I, I love the end, too, where you do have, and like, she turns and leaves without a word, without a backward glance, talking about Mariko. I love, I let her go, whatever we had, whatever we might have had, it's finished. And it's such a downtrodden sad sack wolverine yeah he's just oh, sitting yeah. there he's got his hands like he he doesn't even have any sort Looks of like pressure he just or anything going with seven of the stanley yeah. cup finals it here. does <laughs> it's like he's on the sabers he, he ends up there and and really what happened is the berserker mode that was the no goal that, yeah. that's the thing you yeah, didn't know was. that that was brett hall it was he was his fighting 43 yard wide left that's what it yeah. was yeah yeah that, that's the thing is you didn't see that two of the 47 ronin brett hall and scott norwood <laughs> it is what you had there you, you didn't even know this but yeah he is so 
just dejected. And like you said, Yukio, she thinks it's the funniest oh, yeah. thing ever. She's having Logan's a blast. Son, my beloved Wolverine. Yeah. She's gotcha. still coming down from the high of the excellent performance of 47 Ronin. Oh, she loved it. I, I love that. Gotcha. I, I I wish that if it was Wolverine, if I'm Wolverine at this point, I go and I'm like, 40, okay, where's the popcorn? I need the popcorn. Yeah. They're like, you don't have popcorn, Aaron. It, it's funny, too. As you go in, you, you get a slight little deal. America's sitting there, you know, and they're going to have this meeting, but they're going to start with this performance, this kabuki theater deal. And uh, what you have then is her awful wife-beating husband who just, hey, I don't like this. And they're like, you know what? I thought that Shinjin would send somebody who knows their manners, you jerk. <laughs> anybody, this guy, everywhere oh, he he's goes, he's the, he's the least liked guy yeah. in any room he's in. Yeah, nobody ever. likes him. And he's a jerk. Now, the thing about this issue, I At did like it. At one point, they even say, like, what does this dude have on Sojin yeah. that he yeah. married his daughter Shinjin, to what, him? Yeah, what happened? And that's what Wolverine even thinking. I think that you're going to find out yeah, uh, the next deal issue. and it's going to be – yeah. So uh, I'll tell you, I like this issue. I like how it's set up. I like the pacing of it. I like the double, triple cross, though. This is isn't as good as the first issue no, in, my, no, no. in my opinion it, you said this is probably like, your least you know it's action this is probably the one of the quicker yeah. older issues you'll really ever read now one of the things though is and i will point to specific things when people get mad at me because like you bad mouthing steve ditko earlier i'll probably get crap for you know bad mouthing frank, frank miller, miller. Yeah. i don't like the art in this issue I think it's uh, better than I his it. Batman, like um, well, Dark Knight stuff. I know to be that honest, that right? has a style. Uh, but here's the thing: when I see this, just the idea of starting with all those those freaking uh, arrows, just yeah. nonsense. But that's not the only thing. When you go, there are specific moments that are real big moments in this issue. That really don't look good in my mind. And the first one is when he pops the claws. When he's talking, yeah. I have oh, claws. He turns them the wrong way. Like, why are he they sideways? He turns them the wrong way. And also, look, at if you have it, and go to that page. What, is Wolverine drunk? Or has he been hit <laughs> well, by yes, a, a he brick? he drinks a lot. He probably. Do you see him in that pic- <laughs> at the page? It well, looks like either I mean, I he just wanna, woke I, up. I, I've already been called terrible once tonight. So I might as well continue going down true, that path. But Am I, am I right, is though? not an attractive woman. I think that is why <laughs> well, Wolverine turned her down the first time. I, I, I think that that might be why they're pushing the fact that he likes her for other reasons, <laughs> that she likes to get hit. I mean, and really, if you're going to do something, please, let's just go full out, you know, TV show. Wife swap. Yukio seems to like getting hit and cut. Have her go with Mariko's husband. Yep. He likes to get yeah, handsy. He likes to toss we'll the in America. We're good. Yep. Let's have the wife swap. We'll have that going on, and then everything will be fine. I'm telling you, I think that Wolverine, the look that he has in his eyes when he pops the claws is the classic look of times when those claws get popped through the bottom of somebody's chin yep. up through their head. <laughs> he looks like he is dying, like he has got something wrong. He's on the short bus now because that look is not good. And as you go through, like you said, you are awful. I I will agree with you. You're just an awful human being, but you are from Buffalo. That is very tough to get past. Plus then the two major cities you've lived in, Baltimore and Buffalo, (laughs) there's never anything going to save you. But when you go, there are some okay things in this. But a lot of it, like you said about the the Steve Ditko Spider-Man, and I think you're blind, but when you see this – 
there are points where you not only not have background, but look, you don't even have anything on the yeah. page. I mean, there are times when you're having this, you know, whole 47 Ronin deal. It, it is good that you center on the action, but a lot of the things are Wolverine already passed three guys with his claws out, no background. Then the next deal is him slicing a guy, but not really. And and there's just a lot to me yeah, that is fuzzy. not It's great. a lot of fill in the blanks. The, I, I, my favorite panel, not really, ironically, my favorite <laughs> panel is when they're creeping across the top of this play uh playhouse and he ends up jumping down on the guy but it looks like he kind of falls through the roof and well, lands that on is top true of the well guy. go back and look at him when he's crawling through the rafter he looks like some sort of like a spider thing yeah. i mean it doesn't it even look like, like a, i can say bear. that I, I swear to God, I think he has three legs, yeah. and he might. Yeah. He might be excited yeah, from crazy. that run. He's got I, a third I'm, leg. It's definitely the Captain America book is my favorite art throughout yeah. any of these ones we've yeah. been reading lately. And I'm saying all this. I'm trying to be, you know, trying to be funny uh, desperately. But uh, it, it's not bad. Some of the points. There's some points that look really good, but there's just some odd panels. Some really odd panels that uh, you know is not what I'm used yeah. to his art looking like but we're going to go off to the last just, issue just real and quick, so i'm not a total dicko hater i mean okay. i grew up on 90s did we give a score spider-man yet? no we didn't give any scores to any oh yeah we gave eight. spider-man i, I, I would give, give this one an eight no too. i'm saying this score i'm giving that wolverine an eight i want to make sure we have a score before yeah. we go forward yeah, but i like, like I grew steve dicko's art i'm not spider-man. a huge fanboy that that's the yeah, spider-man yeah. i like it i'm in love with so that, that's you it's know funny, the that's what i go backwards and i'm like oh what's this yeah i i like it it's not that I'm a huge fanboy or anything about it, but I do like it. I, I realize why he's a, a legend, but I, uh, Eric's deal is he is the McFarlane and then the Capullo like spawn is yeah. what he really grew up on of the favorite art that he had. But we go off to the next issue, which is captain America. And it, it's an older issue, but the art looks great. I don't think it looks dated much no, at all, but doesn't. I'm a fan. If I, they, like, they did the style in a current book. I would be all aboard. I, I like yeah. it. And I'll tell you right now, the idea of this story and everything involved with it, uh, I am a Jim Steranko fan. But I'm more of a Jim Steranko fan when I heard that he liked to punch people out. That's I, 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 ne- I hadn't even seen one <laughs> panel of his art before I had heard 50 stories about him where an elevator opens and some other artist that he doesn't like walking in and he punches him out. I mean, this is the kind of things that I love. It, it's like this guy. place you prefer. Huh? He's He lives the blood sport lifestyle, it seems. He and, took, and a lot of people say that, that he goes over the top. The bullpen, right? He took that yeah. literally. He'd put the horns yeah, on and did. go. No, he said it was the octagon, I think, is what he did. But yeah, I, I really I love – and it's funny too because around this time and things of things that I like and don't like, I am a big fan of Neil Adams' art over at DC. But I don't like Neil Adams' writing. I like Jim Steranko's writing as well. And I like the story. Uh, the story, like we said, the art doesn't feel as dated. The story, yeah, it's, it's a little dated, but – I had fun with it, and I always do, but it is Captain America number... 111? What is it? Number 111. Uh, And you end up... This is called Tomorrow You Live, Tonight You Die, this issue... 
Uh, and you have this going on. You have the first page. And I, I think I mentioned it in the last issue that the stuff then that I have gone and read and looked at of Jim Steranko, you have a certain art style and it didn't necessarily get full out in that first issue. It does here. And it really starts with the credits page where you go and you have a bunch of different, you know, it, it's very stylized, but you have this whole penny arcade. And with all these little panels, you end up seeing if you follow it, you get a pretty good story setup. Yeah, a rundown of the things art. coming at him later. Yes, well, that's what's going to come up, and including the Zoltar machine, where you even <laughs> see Steve putting in and the his 10 fortune cents. is the uh, title of the issue. It's yep. all kind of And clever. it's Tomorrow You Live, Tonight You Die. And it's really good. And in this issue as well, you do end up having what I said the last issue that you had a couple times. I think only once last issue, but you have it here where sometimes the narration is on the wall. Yeah. And things like that But it's it's really the plays out well this on this time. Though it, this issue has a lot of things That make me laugh Because you end up having Steve get this weird You know, the whole fortune He's paid the Zoltar machine 10 cents He's not going to get big He's already big But it's he's going to get this deal Tomorrow you live, tonight you die And he's like, tomorrow you live, tonight you die I don't like the sound of that <laughs> It's not the usual Penny Arcade <laughs> fortune message Now, I just want to stop there And just think about what is going on here? Because that is a hint that they're after him, which I don't know why you'd give. Yeah, don't. You don't know that he's going to. Why like, would he Hydra end up? Hydra likes their games in this issue. Oh, this game is so crazy because they have set this up. They called up, you know, Steve. Hey, and I just imagine you have normal Nick Fury call up and say something. This is Nick Fury that's like, hey there, buddy, it's Nick <laughs> Fury. Head down to the Penny Arcade. Because Steve's like, it was weird that he called. It didn't sound like him. Why, why did you go? Why would you go? But you have all of this where this plan that Hydra set up, Madam Hydra and the, the goons have to be sitting around like, okay, we're going to have him go to the Penny Arcade. What do you think we should do then? Hey, uh, Madam Hydra, maybe we should just then shoot him. No, no, no. We're Hydra. We play games. Who has the games? The guy. How about we print up this card, go ahead of time, put it into the Zoltar machine. So they, how do you know he's not going to use the Zoltar machine? Eh, who cares? They end up doing, like, what if he didn't do that? Yeah. It's not like that was part of the deal. Switch blades in the prize machine and there's things everywhere. It seems like this, I want to see, I want the alternate universe version of when he goes in and tries the one hour photo yeah. fair what is that what is I, it going to radioactive you, my favorite scene of this him? whole issue is the robot cowboy who pins cap down yeah. it's like cap move two feet to the right he's not I, gonna yeah. get you so what happens is this is the thing now they've set up these things it's pretty much they've set up a gauntlet it's an escape room now at the penny arcade yep, now what happened if a kid came in right before this well, even if there's a bunch of kids, hey, let's go to the Penny Arcade. They go there. They're dead. This is a death trap. They end up shooting at Cap, who he is. He has a, you know, a trench coat on. He rips it off and he has this whole deal. He's got a shield. He's got everything there. He's full out Cap. He's jumping. He's punching people as they're firing at him. Guns are blazing. He ends up jumping over like a, a, a barrier. But that puts him right into the crosshairs of the outdraw the talking sheriff game that earlier that day, probably kids must have been playing, but it's set up to shoot real bullets now, it seems. But again, how do you know he's going to get in this Everything is live ammo in here. 
Yeah, everything's going, but w- what happens if he doesn't show up? I mean, what, what, the poor person who owns this arcade, the place is destroyed. I mean, the big seller, the talking sheriff, done. And, and Steve's like, oh no, that mechanical cowboy, nothing funny about those bullets. This thing can't move. It's just there with its things. It it can't go, you know, uh, each way. Like you said, just get out of the way. (sighs) Just walk slowly to the left. He ends up throwing his shield over. Yeah, he just destroys it. He just destroys it. I love in a lot of comics like this where you only have something like this because now you can have Cap do whatever because it's just a stinking robot. There's no robot rights here, right? So he ends up destroying the robot just so you know, oh, yeah, you know what? That shield is pretty kick-ass. It can destroy the firing sheriff, the talking, such nonsense. And then they just leave. <laughs> they all skedaddle then after he destroys the, the talking, you know, robot there. That, but they still were shooting. Did they run out of bullets? I, I, they were shooting yeah, at him at this point. Well, he it, never stopped The interesting them. thing about Hydra is that they either think they have you and they're going to take off right away as soon as the first yeah. sign of you being defeated. Or they're they're constantly like moving on to the next thing, but it always yeah, gets them in trouble leave. with Madame Hydra. Like what always, she finish a job, always. guys. Seriously. And I, I love there's one part here where it does make sense. Uh, when they end up getting re- now, it doesn't make sense what happens, and we'll get to that. It's with Rick Jones, but I, I like where there are times where Madame Hydra starts thinking because a lot of times she's just killing anybody yep. and chopping you know, arms th- off, killing but people. But I agree with her here. They had him pinned down. They were firing on him. He was stuck. And then as a extra trap, you have the walkie-talkie, you know, robot, freaking rootin' tootin' sheriff. Just because he defeats the sheriff, you still had him pinned down. (laughs) You could still kill him. They gave up. They left. They end up going, and he's like, okay, well, I better – now that that's – he doesn't even call Nick Fury either. I I think that he should get on the phone and say, by the way, Nick, somebody's trying to pretend they're you. Hydra's, you know, impersonating you. They might call somebody else. He's like, yeah, they can, they can deal with that. I got out of it myself. He's got lifelock. His identity theft is secure. Uh, Yeah, really. I don't know, uh, but you go to to Madame Hydra, who I do like, and I like the I like her look. I like when when oh, she yeah. starts in this, she really wants this to be like badass. This is like her first couple issues, right? It's like yeah, the it is. Start this of is Madame her. Hydra. You know, this is when she started, and you see that she is badass when she starts later smoking with one of those cigarette holders, like the Penguin. You yeah. know, that, that's but she's basically yeah, yeah. She's basically like, listen, here at Hydra, I don't know if you realize this because all of you continuously mess up but we don't mess up and, yeah. and if you do you're gonna die and the guy I, I we couldn't help it we tried to get kept no you didn't you left mm-hmm. but yeah he's gonna get fried and you know they're, they're, the warrant yeah, he, of death this, he touches a piece yep. of paper and he's, he's yep you got the warrant up. of death and that's it you don't fail you don't fail us that and i like it too bring forth what uh so he may learn his fate the fate which i decree to all who dare to foil our glorious master plan, which involved getting a root and toot and robot, you know, sheriff in that sense. But he ends up going down later. Uh, the, the next guy who messes up, 
these two guys, they mess up royally. Yeah. They really mess yeah, up, but she lets them good. live. But yep. I think that it's a good idea well, that she Rick does. Jones because Rick Jones is no threat, I guess. We find yeah, out here yeah, well, why. I'll tell you, I like when you, you get to there. She does have kind of a reason, but you go back and, you know, Cap ha- is really worried about Rick. Is really worried. And it's one of those where you can see at this point that Cap doesn't need a partner like a replacement of Bucky, which Rick wants to be. Not because he doesn't need one. Not it's because he he can't stop worrying. I, I mean, know. he is a worried wart. Yeah. He he cannot stop thinking. He, he could be there anywhere, and he just thinks that Rick is going to die on his watch again, and I'm not going to let that happen. Oh my god, this stinks! And so he ends up going, and Rick is watching old movies. He's you know trying to learn some moves. He is, and you'll get this whole thing where all they have to do is talk. But they don't. No. You have Cap saying, oh, man, Rick, he's trying, but, I, you know, he might not be ready. I, I need him to be ready. I don't want him to die. I don't want somebody else dying like Bucky. Then in Rick's mind, he's saying he doesn't think I'm Bucky, but it's going to be tough because it's those are tough shoes to fill. All they have to do is say to each other, like, hey, can we, you know, work this out? But they do go to train. But again, it ends up making Rick feel bad. And the training is the gymnastics fighting training that only reminds me of the awful movie Jim Cotta, where you end up having uh, karate gymnastics that only can work when you run down an alley and you have a makeshift steel the pummel horse that shouldn't be in an alley, but that allows you to fight people. And this is kind of the deal. You got to trash those pummel horses at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically in my mind, there's Cap. And he's like, okay, this is what I made Bucky do. He had to do the pummel horse here. Then he did the rings. Then he did the rope. And then we showered together. So let's go, buddy. Let's go. Let's work up a sweat. And so they go to do it. And Rick thinks he's really good. Like, oh, man, watch. I've been practicing for days. Look at me. Yeah, that stinks. You don't do that. And he says, no, like, you're just doing the pummel horse. We're doing Jim Cotta here. You you have to <laughs> learn because you have to go off the, the horse and, and twist and turn in, in some of the worst ways possible. I mean, at this one point, it looks like he's doing midair limbo. Yeah. Then he's I thought Cap was going to break his own back at one point. I, I thought he or got I, shot. I thought he got shot. I, I thought that somebody shot him. I mean, at the one point, he's—I mean—he's making moves that no man should make. And really, the one—if he reverses this, he has now solved the problem that ninety-nine point nine percent of men always wanted to solve. But you go there, and so while this is going on, it's just pretty much a montage as Rick watches in, in awe. <clears throat> I could never do that. Oh my god, I can't do that. And so you basically then have cap like okay well you got to do all these moves let's go we're gonna get going you want to train try again and rick's like nah i'm bushed i'm gonna yeah. go to bed <laughs> he's already buddy. giving up he's the worst and like uh, and he's going to bed. i'll never be bucky uh, yeah know, he's, like, he's always be. saying that like, every he's time Alan rick's Iverson. he don't like practice he waits for the game that's all he's talking about here he's not talking practice see so you go and and then cap out of nowhere just punches a wall and I'm like that. Okay, everyone's will never let anybody die. Well, he goes off, and you end up having a note being left. The the classic ring and run. The, you, you get the ring, then you get the note underneath the door. It is Captain America urgent. There's no reason Bucky should open it at no. all, or Bucky Rick. Uh, and he does because he wants to prove himself to Captain America. So he opens it up and somehow it's one of those, you know, you have the birthday cards that sing the tune. 
this just gives you gas. And it seems to be LSD is what's happening here because he goes on a mind-bending trip. One in the same. It it might be. But really, that's intoxicating enough. Uh, And basically, he has this vision of a guy without eyes. And I'm I'm floating. It's a nightmare. I'm on a lonely plane. The giant eyes are peering down. Oh, no. There's there's hands behind me. And, And in this all, I'm sitting there thinking that what you're doing here is showing that he is being taken and you you'd get that like LSD version of what's happening that's not really what's happening cuz the guys aren't there yet what this ends up being is a bad trip that Rick is now thinking that Bucky is coming back from the dead and saying, you're not me, you'll never be me. And Rick getting mad as he says, yeah, I'm not Bucky, I'm alive. It's the, it's the biggest shade <laughs> ever thrown I know, at Bucky ever. I mean, Bucky should come back when he comes back and then gets Winter Soldier after that. He should go to Rick Jones and punch him right in the face because basically at the end he's saying, you don't think that I'm as good as you, Bucky? I'm alive. (laughs) Screw you. And then goes off while those guys do show up. And they're the class of like, man, what's this? Oh, man, it's not uh, Captain America. We're in big trouble. (laughs) You know, we've already seen guys dying. And he's like, eh. Grab the kid. Maybe, you know, I actually thought that they were going to dress him up as Captain America and take him to Madam Hydra. Here he is. Here's Cap. But they take him as, you know, hey, this will be great. And the the idea of this, I want Madam Hydra to say, you really thought that the big plan was for you to go and make it so that Cap can regroup and then come and attack us? I I mean, this is as bad as the master planner, Doc Ock, saying that his plan was to get Spidey to come and ruin his plans. But they end up getting... Bucky and and as this is going on Cap does show up and I love this you know quick detective work huh note on the ground smells like acid oh my and I mean LSD uh and footprints okay I'm jumping out the window jumps out the front window smashes it and then tries to stop these guys from taking Rick this is pretty much in my mind to just show you how ruthless. And up until this point, even in this issue, Hydra's a joke, right? They're just yeah. ridiculous. But when they are going to leave, this is worse than the biting I cyanide like the tooth. Spread page where he comes flying. Oh, it's awesome. Out. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. I, I love it. I love the art like that. And even the the idea of when he comes flying out, just the the colors of the spread. I love it. I yeah. really do. I, and and even the thing too is. Rick almost gets killed here because Cap comes out. These guys are going to shoot. And I love the big guy coming out of the car, that gun he has. It's like Han Solo's you know, gun with like an extra thing in the front, right? Yeah. You don't know what I'm saying. No. You have him here. <laughs> he jumps out. He hits the one guy. The one guy's shot goes through the back window of the car and almost hits Rick in the head. You almost have a Pulp Fiction thing right there going on, but Rick survives. But yeah, the whole deal is... They end up jumping in the car, but one guy is still fighting Cap. And this is where I'll I'll admit that Hydra takes a step up of not being as goofy when they realize, okay, well, we have to get out of here. They're killing their own guys. Number seven. Yeah, number seven is there with Cap. I got to shoot him. And, And the greatest thing in my mind here, though, is. All of a sudden, they get good aim. Yeah. They've been trying They're to shoot st- Cap this whole time. Of, I yeah, they, they, yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> yes, they, they are trying desperately to shoot Cap Camp, but when they have to shoot number seven, he's dead. They shoot him, but that's where Cap's like, they shot one of their own just to silence him. Uh, that, and then says, and it you does, make, in, in my mind, Cap says, what are they going to do to Rick now? 
I mean, this is ridiculous, but I, I love that they get the aim suddenly. But yeah, that actually steps it up. But you, you only think in your mind, oh, no, these guys are in big trouble. They, they ended up trying to get Cap. They didn't. You ended up, they did get Rick Jones, but then they fought Cap, had to kill another guy. These guys are going to get the the death warrant, too. They don't. But then it gets worse because they're supposed to pretty much, they they scan. I don't even know what this this whole thing is. Put him in the x-ray machine and yeah. see if he has hit. I, I swear they think he has a gun up his butt. Yeah, is that what because they're doing? They say, I, I couldn't yeah. know where else he'd be hiding it. They say, I, where else is there? Does <laughs> he have it in his nose? They're like, the spectral ray reveals he carries no hidden weapons. Well, you, you can pat him down. He's He's not conscious they put him in they think that he has like a a shotgun up his butt yeah but so they say nope no guns why does it matter because they say then kill him they're they're gonna take him to the disposal room they call it why wouldn't you just do that what does it matter he's unconscious you're taking him if he just take him there and gun, kill him. Don't kill him. I, how I don't how know about the... this? Like they always say in the deal, it reminds me of Austin Powers now of the idea of just kill him. Give me the gun, <laughs> and I will shoot him in the head. No, we have to scan him for weapons, then they, take him down they the drop hallway, him down the pit like Will Ferrell yeah. fell down. Oh, and, and, and I'm so, fine. My legs yeah, are yeah, broken. that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly burned. You have this where you have these guys now, and now again. Hydra needs to either pay for better gym equipment or possibly just do calisthenics because these guys and I don't there's one guy he has Rick Jones over his shoulder and he's walking Rick Jones is heavier than he thought (laughs) he's and this is his exact line despite his youth the boy is a heavy burden to carry so far the guy behind him says why not rest for a while how about lazy butt there? How about you carry him for a little? This guy's behind him just yet. <laughs> this, this guy behind him is break. the guy who's always gearing for the next break. You, you know what I mean? Basically, yep. his uh, whole day. He, he says, eh, just put him down for a little. We'll, we'll take a break. I'm like, you have one job. Just it's, please. It's like they carried him into the die. next room, too. It's That's not, it. It's- <laughs> the first guy is a wimp. He can't. Do, but the second guy. He doesn't do anything. Where? Why doesn't he? Both of you carry him. But no, they're like, ah, yes. And then you get the narration from Rick. Ooh, wait, good because when when they put me down, I'm making a break for it because he's pretending. Next panel, they're they're going back to Madam Hydra. Yeah, literally the next panel. It says seconds later <laughs> rick has already run and now that's the other thing rick just took off yeah, yeah. and i guess they're like he's like Man, he's too Lewis, fast yeah. i can just see these guys Lewis these these yeah these yeah he's carl these guys i think are part of the hydra supervillain union they have decided it's break time and i don't i know that you know what happens when you're union and you have guys on break he ain't getting up for yeah, nothing. It's the building can it's be on means. fire, and they will yell at the fire that union rules say they get a break, and, and really the fire will go away. So <laughs> they end up on break. Rick runs, and they're like, we're on break. We can't do anything. But seconds later, break over. They go to Madame Hydra. Hey, uh, yeah, the prisoner escaped. <laughs> it's all they had to do. And she's like, what? What bungler? Say no more. He must be found. This is what I like, though. She doesn't. She should kill them. But she doesn't because you start killing everyone. You don't have any. Yeah, you I'm telling left. you, you may they love your motto. Home. 
you, you I'm saying they love the motto. Two more grill, yeah, but, uh, take one off. It doesn't really. That's not really what happens. And, and so I think that Madam Hydra realizes that their motto doesn't necessarily mean that you know things are sprouting up. She's running out of people because she does say, and it makes sense. You guys. You better get him before he says anything. If he goes and warns Captain America, you will die. I like that. That actually finally gives these two loafers some incentive to actually do a job. Yeah. They don't do it, though. Finish. So they're, they're in big trouble. They are in big trouble because Cap's coming anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I have Rick going off in this. Again, Rick throughout all this, every bit that he does – is the just the next opportunity. He is a opter, opportunist where every trouble is just the next thing that can impress Cap. So he goes, Cap does show up. He realizes where Hydra is. He goes in, and, and in one of the weirdest things that I had to check the art, and I don't know why this bear trap is set up this way, <laughs> but he gets caught in a bear trap, which legitimately should take off his foot. But the middle of the bear trap has a circle in it. So it just goes around. That's the worst bear trap I ever saw. Why would you have teeth in any part if that's what you're going to do? But he ends up getting stuck and then he gets attacked. And what I thought was the coolest part of probably this whole this whole week of things when he gets attacked by the man killer who just shows up. And it's a robot man who ends up it's spikes come out of his arms at points i mean things just start morphing things and it's pretty funny i actually like him i like the look of it i like the fight because again it allows like i said earlier with the talking sheriff robot in the arcade it allows cap to go full out when you fight robots you're allowed to do whatever you want you can kill them you can do whatever uh you know because at this point there wasn't any stupid machine man with his you know robot rights yelling about it like we have now (laughs) even though there was but you, you have there all this is going on i think the art is really really good as you know you have cap attacking everything's going this seems to be the plan for madam hydra anyway all this is going on too where you end up having rick try to tell cap it's all a setup oh no you're on the roof i'm like where are these plans these plans of you know all of a sudden the plan was to get him to the roof they all start firing there's all these hydra agents he jumps off the roof and he's getting shot it looks like he is being hit all over all i can think of is he he just took out the man you know the man killer robot right before it has to possibly be him getting the costume and putting it on that who knows but throughout this too the one thing that i didn't bring up the big part of this story and what we get out of it by the end is people know steve rogers is captain america they know his secret identity captain america doesn't have a secret identity now and that's where he gets real upset with himself when he gets that letter at his house where you end up rick getting you know opening it up and getting gassed he blames that because everybody knows who he is and he's putting everybody at risk because of it so he dives off the roof that's like the third time he said that this issue yeah he says it a lot in this issue so he's really stressing this idea jones uh i'm not bucky moment yeah yeah so what ends up happening is he jumps off the roof to dive into the you know the bay and he's getting shot. Everybody's like, you have Madam Hydra laughing. You have the Hydra guy. He thinks it's hilarious, that guy. You have Rick is all upset. You have a policeman who shows up. And even Madam Hydra's like, oh, no, the police will be here. Let's skedaddle. And this is our greatest <laughs> night. Let's go celebrate. And so they end up doing, like you said, 
they're not going to wait around too long to see if, in fact, they have killed. They, they're just going to assume that yeah, he's dead. The, the police then start with their hook to fish things out, and they only have a mask that looks like a face that has bullets in. Again, that's where I think it leads to maybe the old man killer we'll see, but you also have his costume and his, you know, all that coming out. And they're like, wait a minute. Uh, this is weird. It's got the features of Steve Rogers, uh, but it's not him. Nobody's there. This means Steve Rogers was a false identity, but then who is the real cap? And then it says, perhaps we'll learn next issue, which we won't. The next issue is a weird album issue that ends up taking a little aside. And then we get back to it in issue 113, which we will continue on the podcast. So we will end up uh, with that. And the whole thing is this is to get Steve Rogers, uh, you know, separated from Cap, have his secret identity back. And I liked it. I actually like this issue. It's fun. It was goofy. I like just Hydra bumbling idiot Hydra and doing that. But the art I thought was great. And I do like that interplay with Rick and Steve, except all they have to do is it, it does get a little monotonous. There's a lot of yeah. things, and I'll admit that, that it does get. But you have montages in here. I love a montage. Yeah. I am a fan of Bloodsport. That <laughs> if you have any movie dreams. that you could get, yeah, if you could get a montage overdose that it, it would be in blood sport and I, i'm impervious to it so there you go so i love that but yeah you get trippy dreams you get all that and the art jim stranko's art plays really well with that as well and then you get a, a really cool spread page a cap just going to town stuff like that so i did like it uh i'm gonna give it though it, it's still like you said it, you were talking to me before about it being monotonous and stuff so i, I can only give it an eight five uh it's a little more up on Wolverine because I do like the art more, but it is, you know, I think that the Spider-Man issue was a little better this week, but what would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to give it like a 7, 8, just short of an 8. Okay. It, it, the story was my Man. least favorite of the stories that's this so week, but the dreams. art was my favorite, so uh, yeah. well, that's where I'm at with, uh, with all those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm so. telling you, but yeah, that's the that's the podcast. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, and I, I did mention at the beginning the whole idea. I don't know what iTunes is doing. I don't know what they're doing they're with their things. Thing, so. We ended up not having a bunch of episodes of well, you know, three of them actually. Right? And then I ended up, you know, emailing them, and at the end, they're, oh, never even anything of, oh, man, yeah, we figured that out, or it was, they, they just threw them up there and then send me an email. We don't see anything wrong on our end. I'm like, really? Things weren't up for seven days, and now all of a sudden, just because, oh, I hate that. But uh, thanks for doing that. And it, it, it really, once I saw that, if you are somebody who gets it from iTunes, just the idea that on Monday night, we didn't have our Monday night show. And it, it seems like right now, we may shift this to Tuesday. Tuesday works out a lot better for me as well until we get new books back. Then Tuesday becomes very busy. But uh, the whole idea is Monday, I ended up doing my days of future past and saying we're going to have the podcast tomorrow me and brandon are all ready for these books and things and then if you're just on itunes you're thinking man that guy really is a jerk like they had, we had nothing but yet we had three episodes at that point so thanks everybody and i like i said uh and a couple of the other shows that i had uh, the way we're doing this is pretty loosey-goosey we're gonna if we get an episode done if i end up doing a spotlight say of the born again daredevil i'll just put it up i'm not gonna wait you know oh this certain day or whatever but we're gonna end up having a bunch of 
you know, episodes a week now. You just, you know, pay. I don't know. I don't want to say pay attention. That sounds like I'm being a jerk. But things will drop. And uh, when you see them, hopefully you'll listen. And hopefully you'll enjoy them. But yeah, uh, our two-year anniversary is coming up. I believe I saw it was like May 12th or something like that. And I, I ended up, I'm like, yeah, two years. We still have a bunch of weeks for two we may have like 175 episodes at two years. That's yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah. That's a lot of episodes for two years. So I hope everybody is enjoying them. I hope that everybody is having fun with all this. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, anything else you have to say, Brandon? No. You want to wish anybody a happy birthday or anything? No, a little I, shout I got a birthday to, coming to up. Crew? I'm stuck in quarantine for it. There we go. Really? <laughs> no, I, uh, somebody in uh, our town ended up, some kid ended up having a birthday and they ended up, uh, you know, a kid and the kid liked motorcycles. It was one of those things then that we went on Facebook and stuff where like a thousand motorcycles drove by, by his house, for this yeah. kid. And I'm like, I don't know that I, if I was a kid, I would have been bored after like three motorcycles. I'm like, mom, yeah. I, I wanted to see a motorcycle. I mean, geez, I, I'm just doing that. Yeah. You have a lot of, a lot of people doing that. He One of my sick favorite of motorcycles things, by the end of the night. Oh yeah. One of my favorite things is I did see, and it it was a family and the, the mother, it was a mother and a son and said, Hey, we, they always, they were doing drive-bys for their older parents. So the mother's, you know, the grandparents of the kid and the mother's parents, they would go by because they did, these parents look pretty old. So they were driving by and honking, then they'd come out and wave because you can't really get close. But uh, the funny thing, it's like, my son wanted to have a dance party. And it's just the sun blaring music and dancing next to the car. And then you see this old couple come out and the old guy is doing like disco dance moves. It was so, it made me laugh so much, but yeah, everybody do your disco dance at home. Don't get near me. I have so many problems when I go out, (laughs) but yeah. And then there's my wife who just thinks that nothing's going on. She's out and about. She goes, we did see somebody without a a family, a, a mother and two of their kids without masks today while we were shopping and uh i i ended up i'm like they're they're just gonna get grief from anybody but it stinks this whole thing stinks i hope it ends soon but we're all stuck in it together right and i could tell since we're all in it together everybody everywhere including twitter being nice to each other right everybody's <laughs> yeah. down it's yes. not everybody's mad and I was, angry i was arguing with titans fans the other day yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> that's what happens. And this was Titans, the show or the football team? No, the football team. Okay. Why would you worry? What What were they arguing about? Oh, I don't know. What, what could they... Some some stupid uh, home run throwback thing. I, and I'm like, oh, hey, really? good luck. You signed Ryan Tannehill. That was 20 years ago. This is now. Yeah, there you go. Look at you. Always getting into angered, angered with your things. You can't even throw dildos at Tom Brady anymore yeah. now. No, Him and Gronk are on the box. Yeah, really. You, you can still get mad at Julian Edelman. He's not yeah. a jerk. I always I, that, I, right? I tweet the F word at him every time we play the Bills Man. games. Mostly. He hasn't Just remember, me yet, if he was on the Bills, you'd love him. <laughs> I'm telling you, you would. But he's not. So the hell no. with that. But yeah. hey, uh, right now I'm I'm probably going to go. Uh, I I have to catch up on that uh, Bulls documentary. I'm going to oh, watch yeah. that. But awesome. the biggest thing that I've seen, and what is today? The 21st. Is that what today is? On the 24th. Uh, there is a Beastie Boys documentary coming out that I will be watching immediately. Uh, I can't wait for that. I'm a big Beastie Boys fan. It's like a, it's supposed to be a live documentary. It's actually a documentary while the two remaining ad rock 
uh, they watch the deal. MCA is oh, with us. Cool. He, he ended up passing away, but yeah. Uh, Mike D and Ed Rock are watching and commenting on some of the old, they, it looks really cool. So I, I want to see how that is. And it's uh, directed by Spike Jones, who I like, uh, did a bunch of videos and things. So that's then there's a little catch up. That's quarantine talk, quarantine yes. talk, but we're going to go. It is late. Uh, and cause we started late cause I ended up being late. So we're going to go now. Thanks everybody. Check out our Twitter at WS Marvel comics, go to our website at weird science, Marvel comics.com. And please, if you want support us at our Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science, where there's going to be tons of shows and even the, uh, the thrill and possibly Brandon has some show ideas yeah. that he has. So we'll see how Very that well, goes okay. and we'll do that. And then maybe Eric will get inspired by you. I don't think so, but we'll see. But hey, everybody, thank you. And we'll talk to you later. Skin, it's sinking in. Doesn't seem real, but I always heal. I lose my mind, can be unkind. What I do best isn't very nice. Everything's going blank, I remember it all. I'm pretty hairy, not very tall. I didn't want this, not by my hand. Future is dark, just a wasteland. I really like Kitty Pride Wolverine. Wolverine.